there's there are there are metaphors, you know, in Kabbalah, the rose bush, right? So letting a rose bush grow is the chesed, trimming it is gevura, and you know the balance is that beauty of teferis. Enough nutrients are in the bush after you kill it. it. Paradoxically, you have right. to kill it to make it survive. You have to cut it to let it live. So, it, you know, it's, it's kind of the same thing with us. We need to be validated to be ourselves. My mother said, be yourself. But we also need to do some pushing to change, to exercise, to improve our behavior. But when that is too much, you're killing the rose bush. You're squeezing the bunny rabbit, so to speak. That was Rabbi Ian Bailey. And welcome to Beyond the Book podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Wogelhunter. Each week, I invite you to take a journey with me to take a look at what happens beyond a range of books and what inspires some of today's great Jewish authors. If you're an author, or if you know an awesome author who would like to come on the show, please reach out to me at info at intentionaljew.com. Speaking about Intentional Jew, this podcast is sponsored by Intentional Jew Podcast Network, the greatest Jewish podcast network creating great Jewish content. We're always updating and adding new content, new shows. So check it out at intentionaljew.com. Welcome back, my dear friends, to another episode of <clears throat> to another episode of Beyond the Book podcast. I am your host, Aaron Wolgerant, and I'm here today with a rock and awesome guest, who uh, a friend of mine, a friend of my family's, a friend of my brother's. His thoughts have been in my world for a long time. It had been my uh, and part of my thought process is for many years, and uh, his name is Rabbi Ian Bailey. Rabbi Bailey is a therapist and a rabbi, and he melds and brings together those two worlds so beautifully um, that everything that comes out of this man's mouth is something to uh, to live by, to grow with. We'll talk about his, uh, his book. Uh, we'll probably touch on his podcast and uh, where you can find that, and some of the awesome work and stuff that he's been, uh, he's been doing. His book is called His, his Book. His mm -hmm. wonderful book is called The Seven Ways, and it's a personality system based on the spheros, and I feel like I've, I've limited it to so much. Uh, it's really a, a way of thinking, a way of looking at A, life, and B, the Torah, and the amazing personalities that we are given to understand in the Torah. Um, that's why I think this, this book was for me. It, it really opened up a way of thinking... Um, Learning the Torah, reading the Torah, and applying it to my um, to my life. So, welcome, Rabbi Bailey, to the show. That's great to be here. I'm happy to be on your podcast. Very excited. All right. So, uh, let's let's give the listeners like a little bit of background. Like, who who are you, Rabbi Bailey? <laughs> where you come from? Where do you sure. uh, and, and where did you build the system? Where did you where did you get to writing this uh, this book and some of that journey? So. Absolutely. Well, I grew up in Seattle, Washington, which is a hotbed of psychology in the 80s and 90s. Things that are common, commonplace today were pretty popular back then. And I've always been uh, interested in psychology and uh, becoming a mental health therapist. My mother always spoke to me about psychological ideas. She was a very intuitive person. Allah shalom. And I was always interested in birth order psychology. What does it mean? Firstborn, middleborn. Uh, how does that orient a person? But as I started to be... Where were you? You were firstborn, middleborn? I'm only child. Only child. <laughs> sure. Maybe that's why that interests you. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. I'm in the I'm, middle of seven. There you go. A, there you go. So I grew up with a stepsister uh, some of the time, but I've always, exactly, I've always been kind of peering at the world from, from afar. You know, my mother was uh, d disabled and 
uh, stay-at-home mom and parents divorced. So I was involved with them, but, you know, I'm always trying to figure out the world. My mom said I was born looking at the world, trying to figure it out. So, um, yeah, as I, I was always curious and studying psychology, and, you know, I always found that the Torah has incredible sources for highly, highly accurate psychology, things that took centuries for people to discover have always been in Mishle and different Agados in the Gomorrah, <laughs> straight from the Chumash. And as I uh, studied in Yeshiva, I learned about the Spheros from a very practical, technical kind of standpoint, um, that they're sort of the building blocks for everything. So it happens to be I love therapy and psychology and things, but they are the, they're building blocks for science and math and, and technology. They're just patterns of how the world is built, the seven lower Spheros, the four upper uh, three at any given time. So as I started learning that, everything came together in my mind. So wait a minute, I see in people these patterns. I see in therapeutic practices these patterns. I see in Midrash and Agata these patterns. We can juice that. We can generate philosophy and advice and therapy advice f- based on these particular patterns. And it was, how did you get into the Spheros um, specifically? Like, Sure, I was learning in a Shiva Derech Chaim, and they sort of had this Masora from their Rabbam that they would look at the Parsha and the Shiva Roim, you know, what we call the Ushbizen, and um, describing Avram Avinu, Chesed, Yitzchak is Gevura, and uh, Yaakov is Tiferes. And I started seeing this within people, you know, let's say Yaakov is Tiferes, you know, he, at least his actions reflect someone who's doing something nitty gritty that's the Klaal Shiva Prat, that's reflective of something much bigger which gives forth to, within the Bria, that there's metaphor, that there's something that's called dreams, that there's more of a right brain, quote-unquote, thinking out of a metaphor, where he's just Yitzchak Avinu, a high-level person who's mastering the imitation of what um, Avraham is doing. There are certain people who do well better imitating systems of other people that are out there. And I notice certain people are more intense, certain people are more creative, certain people have a faculty of memory like Moshe Rabbeinu. It's a certain mida. And I want to make this very clear. When I, I'm not saying people might have a Neitzach personality. It's really, a Mida is an attribute. It's a skill set. There are many layers to the personality. There's the skill set people have, a specialty, birth order, experiences that a person has had, the culture they come from. And I think all of them do have flavors within the seven and the 11 spheros, even cultures like Rabdeso talks about. But every person really is unique. I don't mean that in a cliche kind of way. But... It helps us to understand ourselves through certain patterns and methodologies so we are pursuing things that are more relevant to our being for fulfillment, communicating better with the partner. You know, I match them up. Now that I'm in mental health as a therapist, there really are different methods of therapy, and I believe you can match it up with someone's personality. Creative person towards art therapy or dramatic arts therapy. That is a metaphor that they get, whereas pure talk therapy rehashing the past might make a hoed, might make an emotional person feel better. A creative person might be poison for them. And when you recognize that and you teach them to live in the moment and to look at the positive side of life, that is their medicine. That's medicinal for them. So it's very tailored advice for people. And you'll constantly be having to come up with new ones because everybody's set of, you know, cultures and midos and things are all, all unique. Exactly. Then you have thousands upon thousands of permutations of this. And then certain people are not ready. You know, to take the Teferis example, certain people are not ready to hear, go do some art. You'll feel better if you do some art. So I spend a lot of time, why are people stuck? And usually people are stuck, quote unquote, not growing because of a family situation, the family systems. That's my training as a marriage and family therapist. Certain people are stuck because they have self-criticism. You know, we all have this mitos inside of us. And as I spoke about in my uh, Spheris Omer podcast, which we'll speak about the podcast, but 
the 49 permutations, you know, there's a chesed and gavur in all of us. We need to feel validated. Chesed, just existing, just being. And there's also gavur we do. We can push ourselves to eat healthier and exercise, but if we're too critical of ourselves, that can also paralyze us. So I deal with a lot of self-criticism. I even argue that more people are, I think, in bed or on the couch, not doing something out of self-criticism than laziness. And we, we think we're lazy. We think other people are lazy. It's really this voice inside of them or multiple voices inside of them that relate to being too hard on, the, hard on ourselves. And even in the book, in the book that talks about, in the website that talks about self-criticism, internal family systems, seven or internal critics matching up with the seven spheres again it's just it's just everywhere you can't throw a rock in psychology without hitting five six and seven and fill it fill in the gap of the five and six up to seven with the spheres you know oh that's amazing that's a great that's a good <laughs> point but can we can we unpack it for sure, a second sure, what sure. do you mean self-criticism that people sit on the couch and they're rather than laziness they're being self-critical so sure if, so, if someone says themselves if someone is not acting not doing something they they say to themselves i should be exercising i should be cleaning the house very often internal family systems which i believe is you know torah psychology internal spheros that we have voices inside one might have a perfectionist voice inside that says i'm not i have to do this perfectly i need to clean the house perfectly and plan it out and if they don't plan it out and do it perfectly they do nothing Whereas someone else who has a balanced inner motivation would say, I need to do a good job, but not, not, it doesn't have to be perfect. So that is a type of way that it is a, is a useful inner voice. There's an there's a inner critic taskmaster, inner critic, um, and I'll explain what they are, taskmaster, this inner critic of rehashing the past called the guilt tripper. Um, so, you know, let's say, you know, we learn from our experiences in the past. The best thing is to take the lesson, forget about what happened. If we obsess over what happened, we're never going to get over it. But someone might feel depressed or paralyzed from acting if they're rehashing the past ad nauseum. So creative people do much better when they're living in the moment. They have a process whereby they absorb the world, incubate, and create the creative process. If, if what they're doing is they are obsessed over the bad things they did in the past, you know, they're kind of doing too much gavur to themselves, too much, too much heaviness and self-criticism. They are, they are not being balanced with what they're doing. You know, Tiferes is a balance of chesed and gavurah, substance and form, broadness and, and tightness. So if, if, someone is, if someone is thinking about the past too much what they did, that will paralyze them when they're actually uh, someone with plenty of energy. Someone says, I have to do perfectly. Many only children, oldest children, Natsak personality, gavur personality, could be anybody. Many people have tendency to have perfectionism. Some people have a taskmaster. I must do it. And they're so serious about it. Paradoxically, they do nothing. So the advice in the book is to have an inner moderator that we create that speaks to, that, speaks to those inner critics to ease it back. Oh, oh, I have to tell people to have this moderator. I can't do this for themselves like trauma therapy person has to create the inner moderator. They make an image or a voice to speak to the critic. Oh, I just have to do a good job. It doesn't have to be perfect. So within, you know, within people who are not acting is this internal voice of perfection. And many people are both creative and Netzach analytic, creative and Gevorah uh, intense. And that creates this contradiction. Should I be spontaneous? Should I be um, harsh on myself. So when we see a, a, a child, that, a child that we have, a student in the class, we have to give pause for why they're not doing something. 
Listen to their voice. Do they feel like doing something in a fun way? Do they feel like they're being too hard on themselves? And try to flesh, that, flesh it out for them. Get behind the action. That's sort of what I mean by cool. paralyzed. Right. By, by the, the inner critic. The inner critic, yeah. And I believe it's a chilek fun gevura. I believe that we can go to the Torah and the Midrashim and all that and have a better, even more tahor version of this internal family systems parts. But sometimes the... The psychology flushes it out. You know, the Ramban says everything is in the Torah if you can find it. But so, where do you see where do you see this this concept of like the inner critic in in the Torah? And it could be the broad. I'll be, be totally honest. I, right now, it's the broad idea of self perfection because Yitzhak was a total korban, per, per, perfect. What I believe the understanding of where is he totally was a, was preoccupied with doing what Abraham did. When you have a company that does well, don't change a thing. Keep that. That was his perfection. I still want to have time to flesh out Mishle and Midrashim and all that because it's sort of a new thing in the past 12 months. I'll be intellectually honest, but the general idea does match up with that, whereas Chesed is kind of just being. You know, there's, there, are, there are metaphors. You know, in Kabbalah, the rose bush, right? So letting a rose bush grow is the Chesed. Trimming it is Gevura. And, you know, the balance is that beauty of Teferis. Enough nutrients are in the bush after you kill it. Paradoxically, you have right. to kill it to make it survive. You have to cut it to let it live. So, it, you know, it's, it's kind of the same thing with us. We need to be validated to be ourselves. My mother said, be yourself. But we also need to do some pushing to change, to exercise, to improve our behavior. But when that is too much, you're killing the rose bush. You're squeezing the bunny rabbit, so to speak. And that is too harsh. That's why you have Gavura Shabba Gavura in the spheros. Even Gavura needs Gavura. It's not Gavura squared. Even rules and harshness need to be pulled back. Even rules and harshness need to be... Even rules need rules. Right. Even harshness needs to be harshness towards the harshness, which means cancel it out, make it more lenient. Right. Uh, like that, yeah. That's a good point. Right, before, before we go further on this, can sure. you give just a... I, I know this is like, this is the way you talk yeah. and you're, the spheres are like in your, in your, uh, in your head. My lexicon, um, yeah, yeah. My freaking vernacular. This is the way, and I'm following you, but let's give, let's like give a quick and dirty like, explanation of everything. Yeah, just just and not necessarily permutation, just like the sure. just the the easy seven. So sure, I'm gonna do it in the opposite order for once because chesed is the hardest one to get. But once you get that, you'll get everything. Okay, no, nope, let's do it in the let's do it in the right order. Let's do it straight. Okay, the problem is that we hear the word chesed, and we it's so related to loving kindness and giving that it's hard for us to pull our minds out of that. But it relates to that as well. But it's much more, it's much broader than that, pun intended. So in Kabbalah, chesed is the klal. It is an all-inclusive version of everything. You are not judging. You are not saying something should not be there. You are not criticizing. You are letting something just be and exist. In contradistinction, gevura is the fact that there's a prat. Such a thing exists in the world that you have to zero in on one point in time in order to validate that one point in time. So chesed is kindness because you're not judging the person that you're giving. You're purely giving to him. This is the whole thing with Yishmael. You know, Yishmael is, we know he's going to be wicked one day. Should we, you know, should we let him die? No, right now he's a human. Humanistic giving is not judging. That's why it's related, okay? But it really is, that's only one chalik of chesed. Chesed is just letting something be extremely broad and to be, and Gavura is one prat and point in time, and I'll circle back to that, but Teferis is the Kalal Sheba Prat, where you find, where do you find a full Kalal, a full broadness within a detail, this is the Chap, Kalal Sheba Prat is, 
you know, what, what is a snow globe? It is a little piece of plastic and water that captures an entire city. San Francisco snow globe, New York snow. What does that mean? With it, it's just a piece of plastic. What are you talking about? So there's a, there's a piece in creation that has to do with metaphor and things being broader than they are. So when Yaakov Avinu comes along, he says, well, you know, Avram had these big topics. Yitzhak was a man of details. I'm going to infuse the two. I'm going to say Judaism has, you know, I, I will reveal that the Kodesh Baruch has Judaism where you do nitty-gritty actions, but they have spiritual consequences. I'm going to fight somebody on this earth, but he's a malach in Shemayim, and it has an impact. It's a connection between the two. Okay? So Avram has a very extensive, complex life. But, you know, what he was doing is it's coming and saying that there is, there, I've done all my deductive logic, there is a creator in this world, and it includes, it's all inclusive of everything. I should give to you because we're all the same kind. We're all the same thing. We're all a thought in Hashem, Hashem broke his head, whatever philosophy you subscribe to. Kindness. You're a, we're of the same kind. I'm just going to give to you. And Yitzchak says, well, we're only going to do giving. That makes sense. And Abraham, even at the end of his life, is only having a hotel. He's not running around the world. He has a little progression there through the Spheros. See this Spheros podcast or we'll talk about that. So it's a little complicated to get into Avram and, and Yitzchak. But just the definition is Chesed is unmolded. Someone with a meter of chesed in their personality, it's the hardest one to figure out, but you see it intuitively in some literature and personality types. It's someone who doesn't feel they have a skill set, but they have to practice and mold the skill set. I always talk about LeBron James versus Michael Jordan. Maybe people can appreciate this. It's not too much of the non-kosher world or whatever. <laughs> you know, Michael Jordan was um, cut, cut from the team. He grew, and his personality is to harness that anger and have a chip on his shoulder. Constant competition. He would bet people in the night. He got in trouble for betting. He would nonstop try to beat you. LeBron James is someone who did not hit those game winners at the beginning of his career. He's a freak athlete, but he took a lot of time in order to practice what he did, and he always got better. And then he, he gradually, gradually dominated at what he was. If he, one of his greatest skills is spatial recognition. You have to find some of these videos. He's able to recall almost every game he's ever been in, what people were doing throughout the game. So they once asked him, uh, can you recount the last uh, two minutes of the game? And he, he went through the two minutes. That's right. Well, he passed it here, and then he took it, and, he, and I inbounded, and I threw it back, and I did this. And he just said back the last two minutes of the game. Exactly. And it was crazy what, what he remembered. That's yeah. right. That's right. And he did it from th this year and from two years ago, whereas Jordan would reference what he saw from his perspective. That, that's Malchus, okay? That's the total ego of myself. We'll get into that. So, you know, when I talk about people having chesed, it's, n it's not that they're super emotional about giving. They would give because it's a human thing to give. So wait, so so you would say we had a machalik between he's, and he's, So so the Michael Jordan yes. mentality is the Malchus mentality, Malchus mentality, and LeBron yes. James mentality. I is? think he, I think it's the Chesed mentality because that's from his personality. Right. And you see Michael Jordan; he, he, he has to Ferris also. You see him when he's not competing; he's got an artist hat on. He's talking; he's laughing; he's doing documentaries; he's talking about this kind of thing. He loves the artistry of the dunk and moving his body and everything. It was LeBron James; he's like he gets a he gets a, a calf uh, cramp. He's very physical. It's a calf cramp, and he has to go sit down. You know, because uh, Chesed is very physical. It's a, it's part of kinesthetic. It's I feel it in my body. It's my being. Lahis Bonane, Bina, Maven Dover, Mitok Dover. I'm focusing on the physical things. Hode. Let's machalik here. Hod and Chesed are the Bina Midos. I believe that the lower spheros are building blocks of the upper spheros, and Bina, intuition, or the physical wisdom. What is there? What is deeper inside of that? So Hod is, I believe that the Prat can be distinct from the Klal. People are unique. I'm going to nurture people. I feel a certain, I feel a certain 
empathy towards individuals. I, I want to make sure the individual want to make sure the individual is nurtured and is given to that is the hode there. It is phys- it's a physical feeling, it's a support. Chesed is I, f- I feel that in my body. People with chesed, they feel things in their body and they have to mold themselves over time. The problem is they feel insignificant. I see I hear, I hear this in therapy, you know, I don't know what to do. I can't, I'm a jack of all trades, master of none. So pick something that's sort of shock to you, usually a secondary media. We'll talk about that. Usually there's something about them. Stick with it and go with it, and they can become a master of that. But they don't feel as distinct. Gavura is more about distinction. Whereas Gavura in a person well, so that's hode. a hode would, yeah, would hode, hit that would hit that wall of a jack of all trades. The hode would feel insignificant, but they would be do something helping. They wouldn't be inclined towards nursing, therapist. Um, and again, they could be a, a, a salesman of insurance, insurance salesman, but they're going to want to talk to the family about their feelings and help them afterwards and talk about their lives and things like that. Um, but what we call chesed is probably something like a hode in the Spiros lexicon. It's the emotional giving, it's loving kindness. Really, our chesed should also include chesed chesed, which is humanistic giving, even if you don't feel like it. It's like walking by a room and you, uh, in a hospital. I feel bad for that patient. They're, I'm a human. They're a human. Hod is the nurse. Netzach is a doctor. Netzach is the intellectual knowledge and information, more like a doctor. In the Klal and Prat lexicon, it relates to every Prat has to fit into the Klal. So, you know, this, what is your idea kosher? You know, a lot of Rabbanim have this, Dayanim, because they have that faculty of memory, but they're also like, let's make sure information fits in, in the perfect realm of ideas. Now, the world we live in is not Beishamai, it's Beishillo. So Beishamai is trying to have this world where we got, it has to be so ideal and perfect. That's the Yomos Mashiach. That's in the future. It, it's a little harsh. They, they have a self-critic, a lot of them, and they want to be critical on us. But the whole, our own, our own, right, balances the Moshe Rabbeinu out, where you have the, the rabbi and the assistant rabbi, you have the, the rabbi who's knowledgeable and the one that's people-oriented, when both of them should do it, of course, balance themselves out. So chesed, the klal, everything, everything should be. Gevura, things have to be defined. Tiferes, there's a beautiful blending of the two. Unique sphere by itself. Netzach, the prat has to exist in the klal. Every detail has to make sense. Okra harem, I'm grinding up the knowledge. I'm analyzing the knowledge. I remember facts. Less about people and feelings, more about facts. Aharon, more about empathy because each prat can exist without the klal. Those are all the people running around in the, the arena. And the two spheros that deal with sort of the more the uh, leadership aspects, the more meta, is uh, Yesod and Malchus. So Yesod is the, th- the method of bringing all the Pratim together. So Yosef is preoccupied with, wow, our sheep business is not doing well. We have discord in the family. Let's bring it together now. Brothers are not ready for that. They would rather wait till they feel that need for help so well, there, was, there wasn't two mitos at play there right yeah. there was multiple mitos multiple, yeah okay and in fact nobody else had you sewed i think this i think that one could be a uh, chesed you sewed let me pull up my chart because I, I talk about this in the first introduction to my shoftim podcast oh i believe if you have all of the brothers and then yosef and the mishkan that represents all the permutations of the spheros and, but Chesed, ha, it has all seven Chesed permutations, and then just one of Gevura through Malchus. And the reason is, you know, people who have the seven different Chesed Midos, 
they really do present as almost like a different personality. Chesed Gevura through Chesed Malchus. It's almost like a half-brother. I call it later Chesed. It's later in the order. Or is Chesed's allowing those other ones to, yes. to live? It's allowing them to live. And as you go in that order, they get more and more Gevura-like. More intense, more, uh, they get stronger, more into, um, into being self, having self-control and pushing themselves in work and business. You are so chesed. You so to have a zavulin. Okay, think about it. You zavulin and Yisachar have a partnership. Yisachar, I have a chesed Neitzach. And again, he might not have been the chesed Neitzach personality, and he might have been wielding pure Neitzach, but he's one of the B'nai Shvachos. He's one of the sort, considered sort of the sort of a, they're all Shifteka, they're all holy tribes, but considered somewhat of not being Malchus and the mainstream first few brothers. And as a middle child, you know, there's something about the Bechor, you know. <laughs> but um, when it comes to, uh, so Naftali is there on the, on the Yam. He is an incredible businessman. He has the boats out there. He's across from the Tzedonim in Tzur. He's across from these incredibly malchus, aggressive, financially successful people across there. The Achav comes from there. And they are, when the Jewish people don't finish the job in Shoftim, they don't completely conquer the land. It makes sense. These Malchus strong, this very strong Malchus nation is still up above on top. So you have, I believe, I do believe Zavulun has Chesed Yisod up there. But being a Ben Hashifcha, reading the room, he chose not to bring all the Spheros Midos together. But at the right time, after Yosef learns his opposite Mida Gavura, he learns that self-control. He waits for his time. He's able to instantly be put in the right place to bring together the dungeon, bring together his master's home, bring together right. Mitzrayim as a catalyst. Sure, even with the brothers, he's waiting. He's he's uh, accessing that gavura, right? Well, I think it was a lack of gavura when he when when he um told he told on him to the father. Right, but then later, later in the story, on, that's we see right. he's waiting. He's setting up this it. whole story for them. Yes, it's the gavura of his. You know. That's right. Okay, and he's doing Yisod to Ferris, which is orchestrating an enactment. He's showing them something and not telling them. In therapy, we do that. If I just tell a family something, it's different than getting them to talk and showing them what's going on. So maybe we, maybe it's not recommended for everybody. It's kind of a, <laughs> right. it's a very innovative thing. But I believe it was warranted at the time. So Yisod is the catalyst. Now we look at Malchus. is very strong and, and amazing. There's Eim Melech Bliam, though. If without that Yisod, without Mashiach ben Yosef, without Yosef before Yehuda, without, um, without the bringing together of the nation before David and Melech, there's no Malchus. However... Malchus is extremely strong. Malchus is all of the Pratim are tightly together and, and working within that system. The Shari Ora, which is a wonderful uh, book, it even predates Hasidus, so it's kind of this pure, original Spheros work that you can learn with the beautiful commentary of the Beishar, talking about all the different Spheros, names of Hashem. Um, he writes that just as a crown is tight on the head, so too Malchus is all the Pratim together are tight. So you have Malchus and the uh, the subtext of it is Keser, okay? Just like Bina with Chesed and Hod. Chachma with Gevura and Netzach. And then Das with Yisod and Tiferes. We'll talk about that a little later. But um, Keser, the crown. The crown of Malchus is all, everything's together tightly. Now you sacrifice individuality and democracy. You have to, everything's filtered through the, the ego of that one man. So if that one man is unhealthy, then it's all these destructive kingdoms that we see, that we hate. You're getting away from the British, becoming American and all that. Um, but it's meant to be, David Melech is not a man, he is like a, a thesis. He's the executor of the will of the people meant to come together. 
And I do believe you have elements of it coming together in Eretz Yisrael. It's not there yet, obviously. There's problems there. But, you know, you have the, there's a military part and there's a business part. So hopefully one day this will be the, eventually the, uh, the, the Yemosa Mashiach through synthesizing the two, which is very difficult. Democracy and kingship, right. you know, business and military. So, so, my, so, so that's like a, a pretty much a nice um, explanation, clear yeah. of sort of the spheros and the, and the personalities that they... Um, they, they relate to, yeah. So certain people, to, yeah. like certain people, want to bring together companies and organizations and consultants, or even just people that want to do that. And certain people are very strong personalities, and um, they can become, you know, they can become president or CEOs, or you know, they they, they don't stop being strong usually, um, but they need to strike at the right time. Because um, even like Esnail Ben Kanaz, I say in Shoftim, he came along. And he was a great Malchus leader from Yehuda. He was a Kalev's brother, and he fought and he conquered. But they didn't have that grassroots movement to get rid of Avodah to have a grassroots religious awakening, to go through all the spheros to get to Malchus. It lasted for 40 years, but it collapsed because of all the Avodah and all the people in the country who were making the Swiss cheese of Avodah and poor behavior. Um, so that was a, a lesson that you have to then go through the... Spheros to get to the top. You know, another chesed could be the most important. You could say, "What is the most important?" They're all important, but it's a natural process that's within creation, and it, it's both secular and, and and holy. It's it's nothing to do with like, oh, that's just a psychology book. No, no, no. The Torah, the, the Torah, Kadosh Baruch Hu is describing a process that anything goes through from purity to Matan Torah to how to build a building, and building building. Building a building is not mundane. That too is a holy endeavor. We're in this, you know, the Nefesh Shechaim. We're in the mind of Kodesh Baruch Hu, you know. So I don't mean to say that in terms of just, oh yeah, building a building is not, it's not, it's not it's secular. This, this is, we, we have the description of the DNA of how things work. I don't, I don't know uh, the field of mathematics and physics as much, but I'm sure you could talk about the atoms and the protons and how things develop. And it would be similar. Hopefully, we'll <laughs> consult right, that one sure. day. But it's, all it's, science would, would could fit into that as well. You could, yeah, definitely, yeah. Very cool. Um, so, my question, sure. the burning question, hey, is, all kinds of questions. Where's Kobe? Kobe, he's an he's an interesting fellow. I've thought I've analyzed him a lot of times. Well, yeah, there's also well, if we're gonna get really nitty gritty, yeah, yeah. bring up the NBA. It's yeah. NBA season, but like, sure. he also had, you know, two sort of uh, two parts of his as we know him as his career. Oh, so you yeah. have like. Those different mitos at play, but it's just interesting that that you can that you I mean you're applying this to like the the strong even two strong characters like LeBron yes. and, and Michael Jordan. Um, so then Kobe's also in that conversation, but it's just interesting yes. to be able to break that. Break Absolutely, that open as well. and different type different ways people play the game. I mean, Jordan's team was very malchus. Before that, he was a one man malchus show. And after that, he integrated with Phil Jackson's approach, and but it was it was around him that he you know. They were doing the triangle, which should be should be about everybody, but Jackson let let him be the centerpiece for everything, and they did. But he still needed that whole team of all the other personalities, you know, the um, the three point shooting white guys on the corner, you know, Kerr, Steve Kerr, and Paxson, you know, they're kind of being chassid. But he needs that. He needs that shot over there, you know. Uh, uh, Pippen, I think it's Chesed, but he shows you that it just because you're Chesed, you know, you're not just Chesed. You can be very physical. He was brilliant with stopping the ball at the rim. He two two steps he could sh- shot right. block. He's the most versatile player. So highly skilled, phys- physical knowledge. Uh, Phil Jackson's very Tiferous and Natsak with his whole creative approach and meditation and all that. You know, Shaq's very creative, Tiferous being very silly and everything. Um, but t- my team, the Seattle SuperSonics in '96 against the Bulls, right? 
it's Mollison you sewed. I mean, the Supersonics, Gary Payton, very you sewed, trying to support everybody. Sean Kemp being very too Ferris. They had a great synergistic system, but it's more about the individuality. It wasn't a dominating, dominating thing. It was about pulling the individuals together, whereas the the Bulls were about dominating. They wanted to humiliate people, make them feel a certain way. Jordan always trying to uh, bend the rules and do loopholes, right? Whereas the, Mal- the Malik is supposed to stop the loopholes in the in the society. So it was healthy and unhealthy Malchus, but they, they were about using that Mita as a certain synergy to humiliate and dominate. And uh, the Sonics were not able to defeat that because it's a lesser Mita. So you, you see it in game plans and things too. Right. Yeah. I'm sure you see it in companies today and in, in right. big businesses, like when you deal with the big, yeah, tech companies or anything, you see what their approach is to uh, dominating markets. And you're, right. uh, you could see that as well, the, the Midos at play. And, uh, and you see that in, in your practice. So Absolutely. Absolutely. When it comes, what came first? The, uh, and, and I know you mentioned this, but like the, um, obviously the infatuation with psychology and with mm-hmm. seeing the world through that. Um, but the the practice came first. Your your um, therapy b- practice or your or the spheros came first. The spheros came first, you know. And it's interesting because, and this is kind of a life lesson kind of deal, you know. I always grew up with some anxiety based on kind of you know divorced family, stress, and all that. Thank God I got rid of that. But I felt like I didn't learn enough in school because kids misbehaving or my own inability to concentrate. I think it was Hashem's plan because when I got to yeshiva, that really set my thinking. It was, it was the spheros first, and I still wanted to help people. I knew about some personality things, but it wasn't until after that that I got the root in the shas and spheros and midrash. And then I went to personality typing and saw that. And it was only when I went to, after I was a rough, when I started my master's degree in marriage and family therapy, that I had a, a class in different forms of therapy that I said, Golly, this this is also people Megala the Spiros and the Bria. And we can make it better through the Tohor Torah. But these people were also Megala. And I guess what it was based on their personality too. You have Carl Rogers, humanistic, right? He was super hoed man. He was a teacher and a farmer. Very hoed into Ferris. So he was all about humanistic therapy. Let's promote the individual, make you feel good. Once you feel better, you can think better. You have um, solution-focused therapy, very technical. What happened in the past that worked? Let's use it again. It's very Neitzach, and this lady who's Neitzach and her husband who's Teferis Neitzach invented it. She was a pharmacist in her past. That's how she thought, so she could Megala that kind of um, method within the Bria. And then you have the creative arts therapy with the Teferis part of it. And uh, Salvador Mnuchin, who's Neitzach Yisod. So as having the meat of Yisod, he went from a doctor to a systems theorist. He's, look at the whole family, man. Don't look at the person as an individual. We are all heavily tied into the system we're in. Nested layers, internal family, our immediate family, work, culture, and society. Nested layers of things impacting us. Why do you have one kid with ADHD symptoms in his family? He goes away to live with a different family. He doesn't have it. There's complex interaction between the child and the parent that also adds into that. Now, nowadays, we know there's some biological components to this, but... In terms of, you know, our environments, people were Magala, this little Yisod uh, therapy. And going back, you know, look, look in the prison. Yosef says, he sees their faces don't look good. He doesn't even use the same word. He says, why do your, why do your faces look so downtrodden today? Like, he's, he's even being Yisod, Sheba, Hod, Sheba, Yisod, Yisod, Hod. He's even laying some psychology on there. He's analyzing dreams. So I believe it's Novea from the Torah. But I, I was just awestruck that these people were... Um, using a sphera based on their sphera to help someone's sphera. (laughs) 
I mean, it's unbelievable. So that, that's, that's, that's how I started thinking. It's even neurobiology. It's unbelievable. There's a man named Jacques Panksepp. I believe he's alive. He's a neuroscientist. He talks about emotional command systems within the body, okay? What it means is, let's say you're afraid. Certain parts of your body will get together. Your hands and your blood will shoot down. Your body will get together to be afraid. It'll play. It'll care, okay? Now, he has five or six, and it matches up with the spheros again. How do you get to Teferis creativity? You play. In, in Making of a Guttle, I'm sure you love that book, huh? Yeah. Right? Very controversial. <laughs> the Chazonish is splashing kids in the river. And then they say, why are you doing that, Rabbi? He said, you can't mechadesh Torah unless you know how to play and joke around. Because if you're, all you're doing is left brain what's already been done, you're never going to think of something new. If you can think out of the box, if you can ask a question, why, why is Yitzhak Gavura? He should be you know, Gabriel, right? When you see something out of whack, you judge it in court. When you see something out of whack in a midrash or in, a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in the world, you can discover something new over there. That's Chiddush. So, you know... Um, when uh, whew, let's get some water here. Whew. So when you you have the nefesh of Bahamus and you have the higher level human, and I had this email exchange with him, and you know if animals play, human beings do to Ferris creativity, but it's part of the same continuum. We have to go from people who are just enjoying ourselves and playing to innovation. Someone can be investigating. Many people who are tour guides have Neitzach because you're going out and you're looking around and there's facts and interest and stimulation from the world. Boom. He talks about exploring. He talks about rage. What is anger? Anger is unhealthy muscles. I'm the whole world. I deserve to have what I want, right? Oh, that's rage. Your body goes into rage mode. It's a command system in your body. That relates to muscles. Whereas... Um, Jim Collins talks about level five leadership. The best CEOs are people that are very driven. You could even say that they're angry, but they harness that energy to be strong, but also humble. That's why David Melk says, I'm going to beat you. We're going to beat you. And Hashem, uh, we're gonna, Hashem will help us. That's the humility along with the determination. That's healthy malchus. And we can all have that in our lives. I have a chip on my shoulder. I need to get over anxiety and be steady. You can do it. You can get over depression. That We learn from malchus. Um, so even in our, even biology, I believe that Akash Baruch put those patterns in there and we're met. Now he, he didn't, I said, well, if somebody has more play, does that mean it matches up with creativity? He wouldn't agree to that, but I believe it makes a lot of sense. It's part of the same thinking well, you're, method. Right. You're taking the, he's, he's saying sort of the Nefesh Bahamas theory and you're taking it to the next step. Yeah. And he didn't agree with you. He wasn't sure that you can match the two. Now he's probably a very empirical scientist and he wants to prove it. And I respect that. He doesn't want to answer some strange Rabbi therapist guy in an email, but um, you know, but it is possible that maybe your nefesh Bahamos has more play, but you're meant to be macharish through exploring. It's possible something like that, um, but that would be a ni something nice to explore. But um, hey, that's it's, a, it's a, kind of a scientific way to measure what the farms say about harnessing our, our being. You know, right? When you go back to that. well, once we're talking about nefesh Bahamos, sure. I'm really curious about this um, on on two fronts, and once we mentioned uh, popular sports. Oh yeah, I. I I need to get to the bottom of, of the UFC. <laughs> I need to understand what what puts them into the into the uh, octagon. I yeah. need to understand why in the world we or me yeah. watch it. Yeah, it's interesting. So on both ends, whereas yeah. okay, they get into the octagon and it's not boxing. Right. It's not. This is like a whole different a whole different deal. Uh, I don't know if you if and you many people it can't all, watch I, it because it's they they. they they view it as gruesome and they love professional wrestling when it's interesting, you know, uh, fake action or movies and things. So yeah. What is it about that? 
Yeah, it's funny for for me like that. The fake stuff doesn't speak to me, but right there, I, I cringe during the UFC. But there's something very um, interesting and uh, skilled. Yeah. It's more than interesting skills. You're yeah. watching these guys locked on the floor. It's it's great. Why can't they just move? I right. could get up. And you're watching every move and every. Right. And there's something really skilled about it. But I, I want to know what brings us to be able to watch that. And in terms of the the personalities, Midos, like that. Yeah. That's where I'm. And what gets them into the octagon? That's always my. Yeah. As you're speaking, I'm thinking, <laughs> and I, I think I may have an answer. Yitzhak Berkovitz, my rabbi and your brother's rabbi, he always talked about there's something called nitzchias comp- competition in the world. Now, let's get into gender here, okay? Because we talked about typological personality, and I believe everyone has three of those levels. I didn't mention that. Primary, secondary, tertiary, typological personality. So that your first one is your um, your temperament, your character. So if someone is Neitzach, they'll be more analytic and um, introverted. So secondary one is what you specialize in. So someone could be Neitzach, but specializing in Hode, helping and they're still a therapist or a rabbi. And then the third one is any of these seven that is kind of more hidden. So any of the seven could be your first, second, and third, could be the same, could be different. Typological personality, we mentioned culture, we mentioned birth order, now gender, okay? So I believe, and this helps out with marriage. I, I mean, you can, if a guy has the right advice, your marriage could be cleaned up and all that. Um, so I believe that innate in the, in the innate in men, you have elevated chesed and netzach. So netzach is men have elevated testosterone, ele- which means you have elevated analytic thinking, elevated uh, physic- physicality and strength, and even, even a certain amount of toughness. And you, it might not get activated until you have children and you get frustrated, but um, <laughs> a certain amount of intolerance that you can have for better and for worse, not caring or saying enough of this baloney. You know, dads are like, enough, knock it off, malarkey. And then the chesed part is men have a certain amount. They are susceptible to being flooded in anxiety, especially when, with women's criticism and a certain amount of physicality that they have. Okay. And that matches up with women having, so chesed and netzach, right? Um, letting things be and analytic matches up with women's gavura and hod. So gavura, women. They're, they're more preoccupied with issues in the home, safety in the home, the hunting versus gathering, making sure the home is doing well. Women could be a CEO and professional, but they're still um, bringing up problems more. John Gottman proved that in his research. And women have hoed, so when they see somebody in trouble, they're more activated to help. Like in Russia, when all the salaries are low for um, doctors, women stepped in, or social workers. They're paid less, but they want to get in there. So just to be clear, so a man could be a hoed man, but he still has the chesed and netzach. He could be helping as a profession, but in his marriage and in his personal life and parenting, he still needs to refine his analytic thinking and his uh, steadiness, etc. So perhaps, uh, perhaps it's enjoyable to have the chesed and netzach stimulated. It's competition, it's physicality, it's, it's someone losing but not dying, you know, hopefully. Sort of. Sort of, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then somebody who prefers... Tiferous acting, movies and, and fake wrestling, or they um, have a hoed and they feel bad for people. They can't watch Dr. Pimple Popper or whatever, they, uh, or they like it because they're anxious. For, uh, you know, uh, perhaps it stimulates a part, and that's why men like it more than women, but some women like it. You know, <coughs> Perhaps it's stimulating that chesed netzach part of men or even women to, to see competition. I want to see a victor. I want to see somebody win. And sometimes professional wrestling is more interesting than UFC because they have the – baby faces and the 
heels, the good guy and bad guy. It's more, it's clearer. And in a movie, hey, here's a good guy. Oh, the bad guy wins, but the next movie, the good guy wins. So sometimes UFC lacks the villain and the good guy and who to identify with, but it's more true to the fight because it's real fighting. So I don't know, maybe, maybe it's sort of a chelik fun chesed and eitzach and competition. Right. Maybe also in order to get this, we have to do like a full pot on Fight Club. Like we got to get Ooh, really... Ooh, at the cause of that. I haven't yeah. seen that since the theater, oh. in the theater in the 90s. Theater. In the gosh. 90s, yeah. I'm... Uh, Dating myself a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah but I, I, again, it's like so, there's so much in there about. Uh, yeah, yeah. That we could do a we could do a Fight Club pod. Um, yeah. Okay. So I don't know, it's just it, it's interesting, like why sometimes I'm drawn to watch it because I'm not a violent person. Yeah. Um, it could be good competition, but it's just interesting to. Well, it could be speaks to the fact that you want to be a tougher person and more could assertive. Be. Could be if you're being hoed and all her own and. You're helping in your what you're great at is facilitating other people's voice, helping their voice. So maybe you want to be someone. Well, I also have optimists. I also want to be tough and assertive. I learn from it because people people watch mafia things and they don't become sociopaths. It could teach you bad mitos and behavior. I admit that. But a lot of people learn. You know what? I got to be more assertive. Put my foot down. Have a stalts to me. <laughs> oh yeah, it's funny. Okay, yeah. yeah. I, I mean. We could do, we could use this as my uh, my therapy session, but I, I love it's true. I love a good, I love a good, um, like Scorsese film. You know, like yeah. maybe like good a good mafia film uh, that could definitely do it for me. And and it's funny when I walk away from those, I don't. I, I usually walk away happier. Like, there you go. All right, all right. I don't need to be like that. There's an there's a I'm doing something right um, by not doing that. And it's interesting that you that you bring that up as well, but. Well, maybe Definitely. that's it. Maybe it's a moral, moralistic reflection that you are not doing what they're doing. That too. I'm not right, and it's yeah, like a reminder. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's so. But I think that I think that this process is super important, and this is what I like about what with the stuff you do is that um, it's a way of looking at the world and the things you do are not just like, oh, I like to watch UFC or I like yeah. to. Why do I like? Why do I like basketball? Over, why do I like halacha over medrash? Why do I yes. only like? Musar, yes, or machshava, right? In learning as well, when we relate to our Torah, like everyone's yes. drawn towards different things. We think uh, I went to a brisker yeshiva. This so is the most important thing that you've said today. It really touches my soul. I'm, it I'm wasn't the, right it wasn't the Kobe thing. Oh no, I can't stand Kobe. But <laughs> by the way, I think I, Kobe's a hard nut to crack because he imitated Jordan so much. He right. became another person. I don't think he's Gavur though. I believe he's something like Chesed Yisod. Well, it's also the craft that was yeah. a, Kobe, Kobe was the craft. So yeah, there's something to that. Like, yeah. Crafted in Chachma of the physical. No, it was, there was, but yeah, I, I think that in learning, in learning, and and in our practice of our Judaism, we say. Oh, I went to a brisk yeshiva, or I'm a right. bal tshuva, right. or right. I never learned. So therefore, I don't like halacha, or therefore, I don't like learning. Yeah. But no, th there's a reason why you went right. to brisk yeshiva. There's a reason why. Th right. This is all you. This is part of what you, uh, what makes you tick. It's your individual personality. Yes. And someone could be a bal tshuva and like halacha more than someone who's FFB, who what likes midrash and ashkafa. And what really... What really gets to me is that, and I, 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 I talk about Tiferes people too much. I need to balance it out with other people. <laughs> how many Tiferes, how many creative people have you spoken to who are traumatized from yeshiva because the Rebbe throw the eraser at them? They can't sit there like this, like a zombie for hours. Most people can't. Most people are not Natsach and adults. So that's why I, I like Montessori. My kids go to Montessori. I love positive discipline. So my point is that, and this I put this in the book. In the third chapter of the book, Milo specifically learns Midrash and Chomish with the Rebbe who nurtures him and brings him back and makes him feel good because 
It doesn't really matter your background. You need to do what is good for your personality. Now, yes, here's the inner critic. Maybe you still have to learn halakha. You can't avoid that. Maybe you still have to learn the parsha. But in terms of what really speaks to your soul, what you shell on, what you spend time on, <coughs> what you spend time on, it's totally fine to spend extra time or to juice to enjoy what you what, what you enjoy as a person. Right. It's, just, it's what gets you, just to clarify that, it's right. what gets you juice, what gets you energized them. Right. Um, Anything, anything that you do too much is, is going to ruin you. So it's, yes. it's, if you spend all your time, I myself, like I went through, uh, obviously came through the yeshiva system. And, and as I got older, I said, there are so many, I'm drawn towards Musar Machshava more um, than learning of Halacha drawn towards. And I spent time like hours and hours yeah. and hours going through. And at a point I said, I need Gemara. Like I need right. halacha now because I need to balance this out. You can't just spend yeah. You spend six hours sedarim on an afeshachayim or on a kuzari or whatever you're making your way through maharals. You're gonna well maharals a bit different, but you're gonna need that analytic thought and you're gonna need that the the gvur there. You know you're gonna need the um, lots of different things at play that you're gonna need as well. So it's a yeah. full a full diet um, is the Torah. But we're talking about. Like what you're drawn towards. And what's, what's so beautiful what's about you? what you said, Rebaron, is that you were listening to your inner voice. And if you would have had an inner critic squashing that voice who said, no, you're a shagitz unless you learn halacha. No, you're a shagitz unless you hurt yourself on Gomorrah for an extra hour. You never would have heard that inner voice to help balance you out. People, people in a healthy state have a, are a pretty good judge of what they should be doing. Now, we can always learn something. There's always the counter argument. But that's what was so good is that you listened to your inner voice there and didn't squash it. With a perfectionist critic or whatever, I, I argue now. You know, Musser has gone from self development to um, shaming people and get you know yeah, what, yeah, yeah. what what you ought to do. I think tochacha yeah, and rebuke. Right? I think Musser Shmuzim would be a hundred times better if ninety percent of them were about inner critics. I think more people in yeshiva are worried about what I should be doing, the shoulds and the oughts we call it in therapy, rather than exactly what speaks to them as a person. You know, right? Finding that finding that space. So yeah, um, and just getting to know getting to know yourself. I think that's, that's right. what speaks in the Torah. The Torah is all about that. Everything that everything, and this is obviously your you love this uh, this this concept. This is where you come from, and this is what gives you juice. Is that yeah. the Torah is there as this guidebook that's that's given us, um, that's given us this pathway just to understand right. ourselves and understand the world we live in. So it's awesome. Exactly, that's right. I make connections. Yeah. So so somebody says, hey. I feel I feel like a chassid, and I'm not out there screaming about a kash baruch We'll go down there, and Avraham was he made a an inn, and he stayed there, and he had an orchard. So maybe your chassid is you host people a certain amount of time, and you're not running around and going poor and neglecting your kids. You know, you feel like you're Netzach. Well, look at Moshe Rabbeinu. He's he's about to Nabotibo gamata gamaam. Yisro says, hey. Uh, I'm Yisod, I'm the first consultant on record, and I'm telling you, if you do this too much, you will get worn out. It's not good for you. People with the Midah of Netzach have that perfectionism. They're working too much. They don't balance it. They go to the Torah, and it says, ooh, it's okay to, to have less perfect judgments with a hierarchy system, but it's sustainable. And that's a message for them. And, you know, I won't, I won't say to people, you know, hey, you're not Jewish in therapy, but look at Shemos, you know, Shemos Chaf, <laughs> you know. But, but I'll say to them, you know, I, I can't change your life. You need to speak to yourself to say this is not sustainable within yourself. If someone's a Christian or a Bible person, I'll say, hey, go look over there. But it's not Christian counseling. It's uh, universal. But uh, these are universal things. And if someone's Yisod, Yisod, you are Yisod. You have incredible ideas, man. Wait. <laughs> Perfect yourself. Don't tell the proverbial brothers. 
wait. And that is reassuring. And you so people can just watch it unfold in front of them, strike at the right time. You're malchus. You have strong statements. If people can't hear you, Evan Masu Habonum Pina. You know, the people people dislike your roughness. They're gonna need you one day. You know, wait for that time to strike when the iron is hot. Arwana Cohen, are you helping people to do a vote Zara, but you're being nice about it? Or are you saying no to them? <laughs> so the, the the quintessential advice is there in the Chumash and of course in the Muslim Sperm and other things. Terrific. So let's let's run through a couple of plugs here. But so if you sure. um, it's impossible that you didn't, but if you enjoyed uh, Rabian and and his uh, awesome thoughts. So then, obviously, you could start with the uh, start with the book. And where can we where can we get that? The seven ways. It's on demand on Amazon. Amazon, baby. Yeah, exactly. Easy buy, easy read. Awesome yeah. read. It's, um, on, it's on digital on Kindle as well. And the podcast is this, the Seven Ways podcast. So wait, you, yeah. and you go mentioned ahead, before we we got on, we, you mentioned that this is the ten years. Uh, yeah, ten years. This is the ten year anniversary of, of when the book. book was published, and your brother was the first one to buy a copy. Sitting here at China, our favorite Chinese at David Chu's over here, <laughs> and then right around now in June, fourteen years ago, I developed a system. It's my Hebrew birthday tonight. Hebrew birthday. This is a this is a epic time. This is Hashgacha. I mean, this is amazing that you're here and we're doing this. It makes me so happy. I'm sitting in an apartment in. Jerusalem and Jerusalem, just thinking these things up, hoping to share them with people one day to empower them and to make them feel easier on themselves to be yourself. This is like part of my fruition of my dream. So it's very exciting to me. Amazing. And <laughs> Rubian, yeah. this is how I came back around to him is he started a podcast as well. So if you're an audio yeah. guy yeah. or a girl and you a woman and you like to listen to that, so then um, you can find it. I think it's two separate podcasts. It's on at least right? eight platforms. Yes. I have three three seasons and there's two different podcasts. So the Seven Ways podcast has um, all 49 of the Spheros explained and, and a, as much as I could do during this time, um, both in terms of abstract concepts and practical advice. Season so two. So really breaking, yeah. breaking over what, like when you gave the short brief uh, right. version tonight. So that was, that's going through all those pieces. And, yeah. Uh, Gavur, Shev, Gavur, Cheshav, Gavur, everything. Beautiful. Yeah. Season two, only one pod right now, but it's going to be Chomish <laughs> and Chagim and everything. Um, it's a nice message in that one. And then season three is a series I'm working on. I call it Downstream from Religion. It's on Shoftim. And my daughter wanted to learn Shoftim last summer. And I looked in there. It blew me away how it relates to today in our times. It's unbelievable what we're dealing with in society. <coughs> it's unbelievable what we're dealing with in society. And um, that's season three. And then there's a non-Jewish general audience version of that called Downstream from Religion purely on um, different platforms. But the season three with a different logo downstream from religion podcast is for the Jewish audience over there going through uh, two introductions, uh, pre preparation of the book, including Spheros and why we, why would anyone do a Vodazara intro two, and then I get into all the different procurement things. So, so I'll link to the books. I'll link sure, to the podcast, uh, the book and yeah. I'll link to the podcast, um, all the different ones also in the show notes. So it's very easy to find them. Yeah. And, uh, it's it's worthwhile. So uh, thank you very much. Thank you very much for being. I appreciate for, being for very exciting. Us. And I want to thank you because you know I have been holding things inside of me for ten years. Literally, I had to stop blogging. I've been busy, and podcasting has enabled me to get my voice out there. And I feel so fulfilled putting things out there. So I appreciate you facilitating that and and help me to be myself and to inspire others. Amazing. 